Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope. My favourite moment of the Cricket World Cup so far was um, Ben Stokes' catch. I'm here with Matt Brown. Hello. My favourite moment of the World Cup so far has got to be uh, Mohammed Shazad for Afghanistan, his run out. <laughs> don't just, don't just yes. take the bales off. Take off stump and middle stump out the ground. You can make never, sure. You can never be too careful. That was fantastic. Um, and Ross Legg. Hello. Uh, my favourite moment so far is the most nonchalant one-handed catch from the cameraman in the, uh, I think it was the England game. Yesterday, yeah. uh, Pakistan, oh, India. Or the South Africa. One of the games, a cameraman took a one-handed catch while still taking a photo. That is oh, fantastic. That is good. Yeah. Uh, and Robin Hughes, you're back. I am back. Uh, unfortunately, the only part of the World Cup I've seen is the last 90 minutes or so of uh, England's match against Pakistan. Um, so my favourite moment was Chris Wokes' six into offside, which gave me a brief moment of hope. Oh, it was a great six. Before everything just disintegrated. <laughs> In- inside out, Wahab Riaz, like running oh. around the wicket. Um, inside out, over extra cover. Beautiful. Went about 15 rows back. Um, Sublime, just like this podcast. Yeah. Uh, this week... On the Cricket Podcast, uh, you may have guessed, we'll be talking mainly about the World Cup. Uh, we have some talking points. Max, you want to talk about spin? I do. Uh, I will be covering England v Pakistan and, and like why that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, you're going to be doing some like odds and sods. Tell us about that briefly. I mean, it's a brick-a-brack approach okay. to uh, content for me today. I've got um, some nice little stories for you. Uh, I've got some previews of the next round of the, the games. And also... How to pronounce Owen Morgan correctly. Excellent. Got should we should we run through the results from the World Cup so far? Um what we nearly yeah. a week in? Maybe we should update Rob on what's been happening. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. Do, do you know so any of the results? Who's winning? <laughs> well we'll start we'll start. Should we start from game one? That seems logical. Why not? Uh, England, um, they turned up first game, pretty good, posted 300 odd, beat South Africa by 100 runs. Uh, nice, comfortable victory. Yeah, we, we were wondering whether 300 and, was it 312 or something was going to be enough? It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by quite a long way. Yeah. Uh, then the day after, so last Friday, the West Indies bounced out Pakistan basically. Um, yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it. ran through them. I had the day off work, I was looking forward to a, a day spent watching the cricket. It was over by two o'clock. <laughs> waste, waste the day. Thanks, Pakistan. Um, New Zealand then humiliated South, Af- um, South Africa, Sri Lanka, uh, beat yeah. by 10 wickets. Yeah, chased down, what, 136? Yeah, I think it was almost by the time Australia started their game against Afghanistan, <laughs> which they won by seven wickets. I think that was quite predictable. Yep. Uh, then in game number five, this was, this was the first four games of the World Cup. We just, we just draw a line there. A little bit underwhelming, I'd say. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a, after the excitement of the IPL and yeah. how much we loved that. I was I built myself up for this, and we destroyed Pakistan. I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. Uh, South Africa. And I kind of thought this is going to be really good. The warm up games were relatively good, um, but left a little bit to be desired, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah, 104 runs, seven wickets, ten wickets, seven wickets for the results. Yeah. Although it's all games. There's something to be said for the West Indies game. That was that was fun. It was, it was fun. fun. It was fun. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, you like it's not that fun when teams just go get out for a hundred. The reason that they, boring, the reason that. the ICC decided not to invite the associate nations, they thought this will stop it and there'll be really close games. Yeah, there wasn't anything close. Anyway, like this is where it sort of turns around a little bit. Um, Sunday, Bangladesh play South Africa. Uh, South Africa obviously thought they were going to win this game as well. They lose by 21 runs. And Bangladesh play them off the park, basically. Yeah, they um, clean the floor with them. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. I, I must admit, I was in the camp on the last podcast. <laughs> I said Bangladesh yeah. would do nothing. But they were some canny operators. Yeah, and then Pakistan v England. Um, probably game of the tournament so far, I would say. I mean, Bangladesh and South Africa was pretty good, mm-hmm. but I, I thought England were in that game until about the 45th over. Yeah, the fact that yeah. two of our players got tons yeah. and we didn't win, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, I take issue with people who were saying, oh, Butler and Root have cost us the game. Like, <laughs> but, what? <laughs> they, they got us into the game. 
Um, well, we'll go into that in, in some detail later. And then today, uh, so was it Tuesday? Um, Sri Lanka just beating Afghanistan. I mean, yeah. I say just. I think there's going to like I think the game's wrapping up now, and still about thirty odd runs for them to get. Yes, game over. Um, but one wicket left, uh, which is a bit of a shame because Afghanistan bowled very well. Looked uh, like they, well, were they bowled it. very well after fifteen overs. Yeah, yeah, they bowled very badly and then very well, um, and then batted quite badly and batted quite well and then batted quite badly. They were, they were side well, of a good team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when they were five wickets down, they were just ahead of the DLS run rate. So, you know, oh, Duckworth Lewis yeah. Stern. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so they're, they're the results. Um, what have we taken away from that? Uh, has anyone has anyone got a shout for the strongest team they've seen so far in the tournament? Um, um, it was difficult, wasn't it? Because I mean, New Zealand were phenomenal, but they were playing Sri Lanka, and it's well documented what their run-up of what ODI form has been like. Yes. Um, I mean, West Indies were impressive. Um, if you put it in the context of how Pakistan played against England, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the West Indies can do for the rest of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying West Indies strongest, Ross? What? What? Like, well, well, you know, I'm a big West Indies fan, um, but you can't overlook the fact that New Zealand. Pummeled Sri Lanka. It wasn't, it wasn't even like chased the runs down so quickly. It was, in, it was in sixteen overs they chased it down, yeah. and they didn't look. All of their players knew what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah, they had, they had a proper plan. We've not even seen Kane Williamson and Ross, Ross Taylor bat yet. Yeah, got to Munro. We're just like we've got this, fellas. We've got this. Got the best net run rate in the tournament. <laughs> um, uh, Rob, did you have, have you like watched enough cricket to to, to have a strongest team so far? No. Are you just going to pick Pakistan based on the... Uh, I'm going to go Ross. New Zealand, you know, if things fall their way, I reckon they can pull any result out of the back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree. I mean, of the teams I've seen, they looked very, very good. And if, when they're bowling, if they get to bowl first to mm. teams in the morning, Trent Bowl and Henry... Yeah, I mean, Southie was injured for it. Yeah, and, and then, um, yeah, and then Lockie Ferguson as well looked like a, a proper handful. That yeah. Tash, though, oh god, we're yet to see. We are yet to see their their spinners bowl serious overs, mm-hmm. and I think there's some question marks there. But you know, you bowl teams out for 130, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, um, should we flip that round? The worst team seen so far. I mean, England were pretty. That we weren't bad, were we? Which is a high expectations these days. Um, I think South Africa have been disappointing. Yeah, they have been. I mean, like statistically, they are the worst team. Yeah, they're yeah. the only team. Apart from, well, Afghanistan have lost twice, but uh, yeah, that's kind of compared expected. to expectations. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Af- like, so, uh, South Africa must they're like one loss away from. Oh, they'll be out by Monday. Yeah. Like they've, got, they've got India um, as we're recording now tomorrow so by the time this is up that game will probably be underway and they'll probably be losing and then they will need to win their final six games yeah. like that's tough going yeah, yeah. like uh, on a bonus show that we haven't released yet we talked about South Africa's um, pension so we say, should we say for, for bottling usually it comes near the end of the tournament yes yeah, like um, <laughs> they've reverse bottled it is that <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anticipated their own lack of bottle yeah and I like, decided to eliminate themselves early uh, yeah I mean they're just lacking a plan yeah they've, they've, re- they've turned up and they've almost picked a side that would have done okay at the last World Cup yeah and I mean it, like literally I mean Dale Staines four years past his sell-by yeah. date <laughs> it's just like why, why are we not doing better it's just like well you've got like, the, and Geely's out injured now as well Staines gone for the tournament yeah yeah, so, uh, they don't. They don't really have a backup spinner. They in have the two batsmen. Yeah, <laughs> like um, so, it's, fair to say, it's not looking good. Yeah, I, I would say. I, th- I, I would say worst probably. Yeah, yeah uh, I'd, agree. I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, and the surprises. Uh, anyone surprised by anything so far? Jason Royce Fielding. Jason Royce <laughs> Fielding was, was a surprise. I mean, I think Pakistan in general were a surprise. But, uh, but you say you say that, but that is typical Pakistan. Yeah, that is a complete and utter unexpected, an abject performance, and then an unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say of the games I've seen, the, the biggest prize in terms of how massively they dominated was the West Indies. Just absolutely destroyed Pakistan. They had no answer to England. Tried the bouncer plan, but they couldn't do it properly. Yeah, like they bowled, they bowled like a lot of 
well-directed bounces. Um, but not, like, crucially, not full bounces. They were coming through sort of yeah. chest high. And the umpires couldn't really call them as a bouncer, but they were, like, almost unplayable deliveries. It's kind of, it's kind of um, like a body line. It was basically body line bowling. I mean, like, interestingly, like, Pakistan kind of lost lost more wickets, I think, to to the bad balls. Some of the yeah. good, good balls weren't getting wickets, but they were well, intimidated. That's, that's what it's all about, isn't <laughs> the short ball? Yeah. It pins you back and you're not in position for the fuller one. For, mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, there's a couple of things with that whole, uh, the bouncing thing. Um, I think part of it is probably to do with just the West Indies bowlers. Are, they're all pretty tall, so they don't have to bowl it as short mm-hmm. to get the same lift, um, which is obviously a bit more difficult to pick up the length. Mm. And also, a couple of times, they did get away with a few from the umpires. Like, there are a couple of definite wides that weren't I think, yeah, that's probably true. And a couple that were probably on the borderline of being over shoulder height that weren't called for the over, which really made a difference. And I think, when England played Pakistan, it looked as if the umpires had actually were made umpire. a note of it. <laughs> and yeah. sort of, they did it, they basically, they umpired it properly. They did what they should have done. And it meant, and in, you know, England threw too many wides in overhead height and by that point you know you know not to expect the short ball because you can't bowl anymore you really are an umpire at heart yeah 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 probably probably fair to say though I think and what I was surprised at was how good Andre Russell's bowling was I was just about to mention that yeah like the geezer he's he's uh, the geezer is there anything anything he can't do (laughs) he's been I think he was on Twitter this week uh, complaining to ESPN Crick Info that they still list him as like medium fast bowler (laughs) like 92 mile an hour lifters um uh, a serious handful. Uh, he, yeah, I think, I, I think then he went off injured after about ten overs as well. It's um, like when people write into Football Manager, isn't it? About my pace is fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, measure themselves running and send it across. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's really good. Uh, does anyone have any other talking points broadly about the Cricket World Cup? We've got a couple of other things we're going to go into in detail, but you know, um, shout them out now. Yeah, I can get this one in now. Um, India haven't played yet. Yeah, good point, Ross. And um, this is this is a bit of a bit of an administrative kind of advantage perhaps for the Indians yeah it's um, so for those who don't know uh, India had a review um, that internally there's a governmental thing they had a look at their way their cricket was run and one of the recommendations they had was that after the end of a tournament or a series players should be given a 15 day rest and because the BCCI is such a which is the Indian cricket board is such a major player in terms of the ICC that kind of became an ICC law. So the IPL finished on um, I don't know, 15 days before <laughs> India's game, basically. Um, and so what they said, uh, like they were originally supposed to play on the 2nd of June. Yep. And they said to the IPL, uh, to the ICC, this is what our internal governmental recommendation <laughs> said about our cricketers. Can we play the game 15 days after it? And the ICC, because they need the money, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so for that reason India's first game will be against South Africa in their third game, yeah, third yeah. game. Um, yeah. you know, I, I find that a little bit ridiculous because within the India squad there's plenty of them who play if not all of them play at some part in the IPL but look at the other teams like there's plenty of odd players who are playing the IPL mm-hmm. including the final a lot of them did leave though, though. Oh, some there was still nine, the final. nine New Zealand players played the whole tournament um, I think quite a well, lot hasn't heard of them, has it? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I just think it's, uh, it's a bit of an unfair advantage um, for India. They're a bit well, re- yeah. more, well rested, a bit more training together. Well, you could argue that they're going to come into a cold winter and um, South Africa have played they, yeah, two they games have already. Been in England. So, it's yeah. not like they've all been on holiday. Yeah, they, they, they did say it was a acclimatisation period. Yeah. It is a bit of a weird one, though, isn't it? Also, I don't understand why, if you know that the World Cup is coming up, you don't start the IPL. Just because the, know, just because yeah. the India, India cricket go, board yeah. are more important than every other p- thing in cricket. Yeah, there are a billion well, and a half true. Indians who yeah. were watching all the games. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the games, but... Uh, but um, it'll be interesting, I agree with your point, Max, they could come in a little bit cold. I mean, South Africa need to have their tails up. They've just looked so poor that I can't see it happening. They can't get yeah. any worse, though. But it would be it would be nice to see yeah, South, I mean, South I do, Africa win a game. I do think without um, Ngidi and Stain, yeah. that South Africa team... Trouble. Is it's right. Fat's going to be a genius they, again and open with to here. <laughs> are they bringing anyone in to replace thing? Yep, they've got um, Hendricks coming in. He's a left arm. A gin. Uh, okay. Uh, well, there we are. Um, so that 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 sort of is a, a whistle stop tour of of the broad points of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else happening cricket? I mean, county cricket, Max. Yeah, county cricket is still happening. Just about. Um, <laughs> 
There's, there's been I've a really couple like, of rounds. I really like county cricket. There's been a couple of rounds of county championship. These matches are quite good games. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a little bit overshadowed, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the key point? Uh, well, balance scored a ton again. It's Gary it. Balance. Another one. But people, people don't like Gary Balance for some reason. Um, yeah, Carmen, I don't know. Like, averages 35 in the England team, I think it was. He did average 50 after his first year, and then... Kind of went down, year, but maybe down he's recovering that again. But there is a, there is a risk that Gary Balance is going to be in at three. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think he's one century away from being in. Yeah. I don't see who else they can pick. Yeah, um, they, they can't say like, to all the county cricketers, you yeah. need to hit all the runs, <laughs> and then the guy who's sitting at the top of the league is going to all the runs. Um, the only other candidate is Dom Sibley, maybe. Yeah, well, I was, I was thinking this. I think that he might well be an outside bet to be batting number three for England by the end of the Ashes, because mm-hmm. he's hit 87 again the other day, on top of his six tonnes in a row earlier in the season. He's, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Looking, looking fairly good, and he also gives you some option with uh, leg spin pies as well, if, you, if that's yeah, we've if that's got, your We've already got Joe Denley. Well, exactly. Got you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it seems to be uh, all the rage these days. Um, well, simply opens the baton as well, doesn't he? So, yeah. if you were looking for a new Jennings, which we are... Yep. Um, no, we don't want a new Jennings. We want a replacement. We want another one. We want an upgrade Jennings. Yeah, no, um, yeah. This one's having too much fun with this one. I need a new one. <laughs> Be I mean, the two point yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good news <laughs> is that Jennings isn't doing too well in county cricket at the moment. Uh, so so zero, hopefully yeah. he won't be back. Uh, but Hamid's also. Same get a bit of a wall. I don't so. know. I think it'll be interesting. We'll, 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 we'll get into who should and shouldn't be in the Ashes team a little bit later in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who can the prevent summer. the Australian double? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you, said, but you, you, you mentioned the Australians. So uh, this week, um, so the building on the kind of booing of David Warner and mm-hmm. Steve Smith, um, David Warner has then gone to his manager and said, "You need to release a press conference saying that this isn't very nice." Press yeah, yeah press, yeah, press release. This isn't very nice. So they're going to be bullying me all summer, and it's not. It's not on. Dish it out, but can't take it, Dave. Uh, so James Erskine, David Warner's manager, has come out and said, "Just taunting David Warner will make him play even better." Sticks and stones with Brentman, but that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think of that? I think it probably will make him play better. Yeah, because yeah. he's a belligerent twat. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is why if we know anything me. about Dave Warner, we know that that kind of like his nickname is Bull. No, it's not. It is. His nickname is Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Did he give himself that nickname? No, I don't think so. I think he's, just, he's just known to be that kind of. No, it was a Justin Langer naming ceremony. <laughs> 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 you have to run 400 singles and then, <laughs> and then fight an animal. Uh, so, so what could be the antidote though? So if we, if we're not, if we think that that's going to make David Warner score loads of runs against us, sending flowers and chocolates before every game uh, really in the dressing room, singing love songs at him in the, yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think. Um, I don't, yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But okay. I think some kind of chant mm-hmm. praising David Warner would be would be the way I went. I mean, I don't know. Is there yeah. any pop songs we could adapt there? We'll have to have a think. Matt Max has uh, got, got previous in this, so uh, we'll come back. <laughs> Is it what? Is the well-being of my family in the back of my mind? I suppose there is a tiny ray of hope. That I may one day be given the privilege of playing for my country again. But I'm I'm resigned to the fact that that may never happen. Don't cry out loud. Just keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. So we've done a World Cup roundup, and we've touched on county cricket. But before we get into the gritty details of the World Cup, uh, Ross, have you got anything on club cricket for us? I do indeed, Max. Um, this Saturday, just gone by, Coleman's Hatch first team played against Three Bridges third eleven um, in what can only be described as an absolute drubbing. Coleman's Hatch uh, it was a forty forty game, and uh, they uh, brought up four hundred and eighty six for five. 
That's embarrassing. Um, but I think there's a, there's a there's a real candidate here for uh, the Hall of Shame. Not only the cricket club, um, <laughs> four hundred eighty for five. No, they have, they've got chief psychopath um, batsman number three, Tim Singer, who hit three hundred and thirteen. Didn't even like. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the problems. That's that is a serious hall of shame contender on, on both fronts. But one of the problems with um, the move towards limited overs cricket in club cricket is that that happens because they're not going to declare. Yeah, that's just they're just going to let Tim Singer bat and bat and bat and bat. And Tim Singer doesn't understand what he's doing. He's a psychopath. He's got no, he doesn't understand human emotions. Um, so he, yeah, he will bat and bat and bat. And um, and then they all post 486 when really 250 would have done the job. Yeah, we, we, uh, we just, <laughs> just completely utterly ruined everyone Saturday around them. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got one myself. Okay. It's, it's not as good. Um, so Pacific Cricket Club, who uh, are, are friends of the show, I suppose. Um, we'll, they we'll be beating them later on in the year. <laughs> they they played a game uh, against M E I L. Okay. Who Anyone knows? Um, they were moaning about umpire decisions in their tweet. But then if you look a little bit closer at the scores, uh, in the second innings, they had two bowlers bowl. Wait for it. 12 overs each. No, 13 overs, 12 overs. One other bowler got a bowl. They were five wickets down. So there was a bunch of people there who came along to spectate. One of the bowlers also opened the batting. Is <laughs> 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 so that MEIL who did that? Or um, did that? MEIL did that. So MEIL turned up, smashed... 250 bowled at Pacific for 100 <laughs> two bowlers bowled 25 of the overs and uh, one other guy got a go well they're not uh, over restrictions no no, no it looked like a, it looked like an old, old school rule old school yeah that um, is absolutely pathetic yeah. isn't it anyway, I think they could count that's the Hall of Shame well, but if, that. if it helps you decide who you think really deserves it uh, I've got a quote here from Tim Singer um, <laughs> who spoke to the Mid-Sussex Times he said, uh, I haven't scored many runs for a while, but I did feel in good form on Saturday. Oh, I bet you fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the year. I know people will probably think I'm playing at the wrong standard, but I haven't scored 100 in years. It was just my day. Yeah, just you know. <laughs> Tim, you're a psychopath. Get checked. <laughs> Hashtag maybe, maybe he's been intentionally downplaying how good he is at cricket for years. Oh, it's the long just, for this moment. just for this moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, what a nut case. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is, that's the Hall of Shame. We'll be back after the break uh, with Max's thoughts on spin at the World Cup. You're in the Hall of Shame. Shame on you. If you can't pass through. Shame, 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 shame. So, Max, I hear that this World Cup is one where spin is entirely unimportant. Is that true? Robin, I mean, it couldn't be further from the truth. Tell me more. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you my spin on things, shall I? Oh, oh my God. God. Oh. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it might sound a bit weird um, to say that spin is going to be a key part of a tournament that's in England. Okay. Um, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just, just the country that's produced Monty Panasar, Graham Swan, you know. I mean, you've led with Monty Ashley Panasar. Giles. Right, if Ashley you, Giles. Yeah, Ashley Giles, King of Spain. Gareth Batty. <laughs> yeah. Took a hat trick the other day. Should have uh, mentioned that in the county championship. Got oh, Sean Udall. Yeah. Great one. Great bowler. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. As I was saying. Mason Crane. Didn't <laughs> he come from here? Mm-hmm. So. Look at this. So much pedigree. Yeah. So much pedigree. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, so in ICC tournaments, Ian Salisbury, that's a rare one. That Toughers, is, yeah. L- Liam Donnell, <laughs> Jamie Dalrymple, I think, bowled as well. Um, who could forget Michael Yardy? Who could forget Michael Yardy? Yeah. The list goes on. Sorry, Max, we're deliberately railroading <laughs> you. Ad nauseum. <laughs> What's well, um, happens when you bring your shit jokes to the party? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, fine. I bet you there's two more in it. Yeah, <laughs> cool, cool. Hi, there man. aren't, but I might have to try and think of some on the fly. Um, so, yeah, at ICC tournaments, um, the pitch preparation is basically decided by the ICC curators, which oh, you know, normally really? in a bilateral series it will be up to the home team. Okay. Um, but yeah, for ICC tournaments, it's in, the ICC are in charge. So... They I tend thought, to prefer... So point yeah, here, yeah. I thought all the pitches were green because someone had fucked up the order. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm 
and I, I've been, I've been seeing pictures like the one today that Afghanistan played on. I was like, that's yeah. not what England want. No, that's not what England want. But it's actually the ICC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking meddling ICC. Classic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is interesting that a couple of them have have been green, but um, I mean, because gen- generally the ICC tend to make them a bit drier than we would, mm-hmm. um, and also there be a tendency to try and make them flatter because. They want the maximum entertainment, i.e. sixes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that's not necessarily conducive to, to seeing bowling. Like, flat decks and, you know, no grass, dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, that um, is what is known as a spinner's deck. A spinner's deck. Or a road, depending on which state of are preparing <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know, well... Even when it's a road, the spinners tend to be the key to trying to, you know, keep the keep all the Liam Plunkett, all Liam Plunkett, yeah. <laughs> who just somehow manages to he just takes wickets with dross, doesn't he? I don't know why you don't it's, like Liam Plunkett. I, I don't not like him. I, I like him now. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, he's got a really uncanny knack, isn't he, of getting yeah, getting uh, really shit wickets. <laughs> he got in my mind, he got immeasurably better after England losing to Pakistan. Yeah. Until yeah. until until England lost the Pakistan. There were there were people I've crying like out for Liam Plunkett. <laughs> there really were. Ben Stokes just didn't feel that voice. He's did double he? the bowler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let's carry on with yeah. the um, so some some stats. Yes please. Back up the claim. Yes, we um, like I know stats. we're we're early on in the tournament, obviously. Um, but uh, the average economy rate of all spinners so far um, is five point six. Okay. Um, for seam it's six point two. Ooh, and they have taken, yeah, and they have taken proportionally the same number of wickets based on the spread of spin bowlers and seam bowlers oh, in there. That's actually quite interesting because so, um, um, yeah. if I was listening to another podcast this morning, yeah, uh, I'm not going to name them because we don't want to promote our rivals, do we? No, not so. <laughs> Purely for research purposes. <laughs> it's not plagiarism. Almost all of them are saying that they're surprised this World Cup because the fast bowlers have like dominated. Well, maybe that's just the two games, the West Indies yeah, well, game yeah. and the New Zealand game, um, because they did dominate in those, did, but, yeah. but, but people have got that impression. Um, but yeah, no, interesting stat. That is actually, I mean, like, uh, that sounds like I'm being um, sarcastic, Max, but that is actually no, a really I'm, interesting I'm taking stat. I'm taking it at face value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so 30% of the bowlers who'd bowled. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. up until today uh, are spinners, and they're taking about 30, 30% of the wickets. So. Nice. Um, yeah, about as you'd expect. Um, yeah, but no, you, you mentioned uh, West Indies and New Zealand, and that has contributed. So, so I mean, the spinners weren't involved in those games. Yeah, which okay yeah, today um, on an absolute green top. Yeah, the nabbies. Like the spinners made for, the spinners definitely yeah, made up for it today. Um, yeah. So that's that kind of balances out really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I found that quite interesting. But I think also, I mean, I find it interesting that even now. There's sort of it looks as if uh, spin bowlers are going at fewer runs um, because as we go on in the tournament, they're already playing on some used decks. Yeah, like there's rough outside and stuff. It's only going to get worse by the time we get to. There's a lot of games, not cricket to be played. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of rough about, and I think as we get towards the end, spin basically whoever's spinners perform the best could decide the tournament. Unless um, your name is Adil Rashid, who took a bit of a peppering. He did. Yeah. Well, Pakistan took a fancy to him, didn't they? Even in the warm-up games, Pakistan it's, it's, had, his, had his number. But yeah. and then, you know, he'll come back. He'll be against fine. other teams. He's he he's the good boy is the key. I do think, and I I, I I don't want to worry people here, but I think um, one of the plans I think a lot of teams will have at this World Cup is to target Adil Rashid because they know how important he is. To England, so mm. against Pakistan, what did he bowl? Seven overs or five yeah, overs? Less than seven. Yeah. yeah um, so he he's eight, the main yeah. weapon. If you're not playing Plunkett, the the, the real weapon, <laughs> <laughs> then Adil Rashid is the one that England go to for middle over wickets. And if you're knocking him around at eight and over, you can't really keep him on. Even if he takes two wickets, two for eighty off ten overs is. Is the bats any any team would take two for eighty of yeah. any ten overs? Um, yeah, and that means they need more more overs from Stokes. Yeah, they who, need Moe Nali to bowl his full allotment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he likes, did do well against Pakistan. He did, but, but he's not always 
No. On it, and Stokes I think it's the big one though. If he you makes get, a lot of runs. If you get a lot of overs out of Stokes at the moment, he's just not in form in one day cricket. But does, um, does sometimes it's like Stokes just doesn't use his brain. I know we've talked about it a couple of times. Does Stokes have a brain though? Do you? He's clearly a fantastic cricketer, as demonstrated in, in South Africa. But the game against Pakistan, there was like fi- fine leg was super fine, and they didn't have a square leg, and yet just kept bowling it to Hafiz right on his hip yeah. and just um, tucked it away. I think it was four boundaries in a row. I think, yeah, he's, I, I, like, my impression with Stokes, uh, I might be wrong, but you know, like, spiders do everything almost entirely based on instinct. They're, like, totally not self-aware. <coughs> they just, something vibrates in the web and they come leaping out, bite it, dissolve it, eat it, oh, go uh, back into the corner of the web. That's what Stokes is. <laughs> <laughs> sees ball, catches ball, gets ball in hand, balls ball. Like, Sees ball with bat, hits ball. Like, he doesn't... He's completely unaware of the situation he's in, the context of the game, what he's supposed to be doing. He's just, like, for some reason, developed all of these natural reflexes <laughs> that make him a great cricket. I have no idea you were such an expert on arachnids. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, well, like, I'm sure that all of our listeners are as amused as me and Maxwell. <laughs> just, just look at each other, like, well, how the hell is... What is he doing? Where is this or, 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 like, a lizard. Like, yeah, you don't have to, we don't need more. Don't yeah, need any more. Him. That makes more sense. The primordial lizard brain. Yeah, yeah, that's what he is. He's a primordial lizard <laughs> slash arachnid. Okay, so away from he does have very sticky hands. He's, he's, is that a coincidence? That's a good I think point. not. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're onto something. There. <laughs> so Max, have you got anything more? No stokes for that fight. <laughs> have got anything more in the spot that? No, Sorry, no, no. No. <laughs> uh, any more in the spin department? Yeah, uh, so well, um, I, I mentioned briefly that I think um, spin could be important in the, in the high-scoring games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw an example of that in the England-Pakistan game. So um, England, you know, we were needing 10 and over to win towards the end. And just Josh Butler, who was well in, just patted Sherlock Khan around for his last couple of overs. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you know, there's, there was threat there. They saw the threat. And that's the kind of thing where you've got a team that are chasing down 350 plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can get your spinners to just tie down for a few overs, it really ramps up the pressure. And I think it will be how, how the spinners can build the pressure for the other bowlers that really can make the difference in those high chases. I will, I will go and take a little bit more detail, but I think, um, so in my Pakistan bit, I, I've got a lot on plans. Yeah. Um, I think that's where England didn't adapt on the fly though, because I reckon before the game they were like we're going to target Amir and Wahab Riaz and they bagged Wahab all around the place but he got three wickets for his 80 runs mm-hmm. and kind of ultimately won Pakistan the match um, I don't think they treated the spin in that game with enough disdain there was quite a few mediocre part time overs that went down for four and over mm-hmm. uh, and England just didn't take it on and I reckon that was a bit too game planned it was, it was, yeah, I think you'll probably touch on it a little bit later on, but kind of like Jason Roy's shot to get out to was awful, like oh, absolutely God, yeah. awful. Um, like the premeditated swing, he just fell over, like he was, yeah. thought the was all wrong. Jason, Jason Roy's problems against spin are well documented. Right. So, and that's probably why two teams out of two so I think are if, open to I spin. I think there's and, absolutely no chance that England will face a team that doesn't open with an leg spinner. Possibly, <laughs> possibly the West Indies. I think they'll just let. I don't know, whoever. Chris Gale. Yeah, Chris Gale. Actually, no, it's just in the side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I don't want Adam Zampa to get wickets. Oh, Steve Smith's going to be opening the ball. <laughs> Adam Zampa and Steve Smith. <laughs> Does Adam Zampa bowl stock googlies? It, it comes out the back of his hand, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so, Max, we've heard a lot about spin here. Who does this? Who's this going to benefit in the tournaments? We we we've speculated that people are going to go after Rashid, but Rashid is a good bowler. Is this good for England? Is this good for Afghanistan? I don't think Afghanistan have got the batting to back it. Up. Is this good for Adam Zampa? Is this is this <laughs> is the moment for, we're going I, to see Zampa? I flower? really I really hope not. No, I think um, I I just I don't think Australia's spinners are good enough. Maybe well, Nathan, Nathan Lyon. But they were, uh, he's they were a bit. I don't pick him. I think they they, they um, almost haven't allowed themselves the luxury of picking Lyon. I reckon he'll play because they need more batting. I think if uh, Ali and Rashid bowl well, it could work out well for us. Mm-hmm. But I think the team that's most likely to benefit is probably India. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! They've got some good. Yeah, no, they do. They did two wrist spinners, and they got Jadeja. And also, as we mentioned, they're, they're coming into the tournament late, so, you know, I the pictures you, are already pretty worn. I don't want to worry anyone at all, but I tell you who else this may benefit, Australia. 
They they are apparently the uh, Australian Cricket Board mm-hmm. are paying two. I think it's two or three spinners from like Mumbai first uh, first class cricket right. to come over and be net bowlers for the Australian uh, team because they can bowl. They can bowl the googly and they can bowl the leg spinner. Mm-hmm. And Australia have been having trouble with it. So just all the batsmen are in the nets every day. <laughs> Practicing against yeah. these two guys who've come over. Pakistan. Um, one of them's called KK. <laughs> well, I can't remember the name of the other guy, but it's oh. KK three. KK three <laughs> and someone else, and they're over like netballers. They've 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 gone all out. Well, preparation is important. Yeah, and it does. I I definitely got the impression that Pakistan had spent a good amount of time in the nets with the bowling machine set right, pointing at its feet, practicing the short <laughs> Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. So, is there any anything else on spin, or is that that's quite interesting? That's uh, that's me. Yeah, that's me on spin. Before we get into the next part of the show, we would love to have your reviews on iTunes. Um, we've already got fifteen. 15 five-star. 15 five-star. We know what we're doing. Um, we've also had a great stat this week for our show. We have been the second highest-ranked sports and recreational amateur podcast. <laughs> For three days. That's, that, really that, that's pretty good. That if, is you pretty were, good. if you were browsing the amateur section of sports and recreation on the 30th, 31st, or 1st of June, you would have seen us in number two. And no doubt listened. <laughs> yeah. listen. Never yeah. did I think when we first started this podcast we would reach such heights. I don't know. We're, we're seventh in New Zealand. But <laughs> uh, uh, please follow us on... Twitter or Instagram at the Cricket Pod, um, and also follow us on Spotify so we can shoot up those rankings. Yeah. Um, but what I really want is building on last week. Is please leave us a review insulting the ECB and five stars, obviously. Thank you very much. Got it! So England came unstuck against Pakistan on Monday, Jack. Do you want to tell us a little bit, or a lot, about <laughs> about that? Um, yeah, I would love to, Max. Um, so, uh, when I was thinking about this, I, I, I knew I was going to have to prepare some stuff on England v Pakistan, because that's what the, the men at the podcast here at this table have told me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, most podcasts, the Fry and Broad podcast, for instance, the Guardian Spin podcast, the lesser podcasts. I thought, I thought we weren't naming our rivals. Uh, they're not rivals if they're blowers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And all you have to do is listen to the first 15 minutes of Broad and Fry. I wanted to, I wanted to, I'm sorry for debating this, Jack, but I wanted to give Broad a chance. I've always thought he's going to be a twat. <laughs> 15 minutes in, confirmed it, had to turn off. And the Guardian's been, honestly, they've got people who have never actually watched cricket. They, they openly said, we don't watch the IPL. You can't do a cricket podcast then. That's just rule 101. It's rule 101, a podcasting. Rule one. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so I was thinking about that, and what they're going to do, if you listen to those shows, and you may well do, because you're probably a cricket podcast addict if you're listening to this one. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Or our friends. (laughs) What they will do is they will explain what happened when England lost to Pakistan. And I thought, you know what, it would be better for the listener if I explained why it happened. Okay. Um, And I don't mean why in like the, the way NASA. Uh, Hussein does it when he, he shows you the release point of the bowler and you don't really understand what's going on. Um, not that kind of analysis. But it's more of where Pakistan get their cricketing psyche from is, is the angle I'm going to go down. Okay. Um, anyway, well, before we get into that, I, mean, I, I thought like we, we'll do a little bit of narrative before the game. Obviously, England are going into that as the strong favourites, overwhelming favourites. I think, I think after their performance against the West Indies people were just like well we've got Joffre Archer we've got Mark Wood we're just going to bounce them out yeah I mean that was the plan England had beaten them 4-0 in yeah. the series coming up or oh, the series before that Pakistan hadn't won in 11 games they'd lost a warm up to Afghanistan like um, they, weren't, they weren't going well were they on the other hand Pakistan had won in the Champions Trophy against England and then subsequently India and historically speaking Pakistan have sometimes been a tricky opponent yep. in World Cups for England. Um, but like, broadly, would you say you were surprised? <laughs> I was, yeah. Yeah. Rob, were you surprised when England lost to Pakistan? No. No. <laughs> how, did, how did I know that was coming? <laughs> um, Max, were you surprised? A bit. A bit. Well, I can tell you someone who definitely wasn't surprised. Um, so, Osman Sami Udin. 
who wrote an article for Wisdom this week, um, looking at the cricket culture of Pakistan and why they can sort of turn it on like they do. He definitely wouldn't have been surprised. So he wrote this article, and he used this idea of Hal, which is a Sufi idea. Um, Sufi is, a, is essentially a mystical Islamic belief uh, and practice by which uh, Muslims seek to find the truth and divine knowledge um, through personal experience of God. Okay. And Hal... It, it, Directly translate as a state, and so oh, like it, usually when someone uses the, the word hull, it translates um, kind of as like the ultimate state of ecstasy a man can achieve um, by like fulfilling his journey towards God. Okay. Um, but once you achieve the state of hull and you come back to like us, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anyone here has achieved the state of hull. I've won a couple of trophies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once you get there, you you can't. Explain or describe that to other people, mm-hmm. essentially. So what what um, Osman Samiuddin was saying in this article is that Pakistan are able to to reach this state in cricket where just everything goes right for them. Mm-hmm. They can't be beaten, like uh, and and the other team like they can't do anything about it. But they don't really know why. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, which I think is quite an interesting thing. And if you look back through the history of Pakistan, so we mentioned the 2017 Champions Trophy there. Mm-hmm. They hold us yep. in, in, in the semi-final. They hold India yep. in the final. Um, I think we played a test series against them shortly after that, where we were chasing 147, bowled out for 78. <clears throat> yeah, Ms. Burrell Huck's men came and yeah, destroyed yeah. the press-ups on the outfield yeah, boards. Yeah. Um, and then if you go back a little bit further, you've got Wakar and Wazim swinging it all over the place, sort of out of nowhere. Yeah. They'd be 40 overs in, looked like they were going to lose. And they won the World Cup in yeah, 1992. Yeah. I mean, the 1992 World Cup was a great example of this. They lost the three of their first five games mm-hmm. and then won four on the bounce. Bad England in the final. <laughs> and then, like, you've got other great characters. So, Show Backram. Show Backram. Show Backram. Show Backram. Show Backram. And Shahidi Freedy. Wacko Freedy. I mean, like, all of these players are, they're like the quintessential big game player. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot, a lot of stuff in, in cricket and in stats in general that suggests that like it's kind of luck whether you turn it on or not. It's, if you're good enough, like over enough, a large enough sample size, you'll play well enough in enough big games mm-hmm. that like it'll kind of balance out. But it does seem to be a thing that Pakistan can do. Yeah, um, you, you can safely say that James Vince doesn't have Pakistani origins in him. <laughs> he can't do a hole. He can't. No. Is it um, like the whole thing? Is this like just sort of what you'd say is being in the zone? Is that the kind of... It's thing? kind of like that, and it's really good that you said that. I don't even know if you maybe read my notes there, Matt. But <laughs> have you read... It sounds like... It's, Amazing. It sounds like you're in the zone, but Pakistan don't do anything to get their players into this situation. They're like known for hating nets and hating practicing. They've got no real production line. It's just like play a bit of tape ball and see how quick you bowl. (laughs) Their selection policy is absolutely bizarre. Wahab Riyaz doesn't play for two years and he comes back in for the World Cup. So they're not... Do you know this is the eighth time he'd returned to the squad? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Some of the Pakistani people call him the Phoenix. So if you look look at like how players get into the zone, the way... They get into the zone is by having like preparing mm. for it, by practicing, by having a routine. That's imagining yourself succeeding. Yeah, you visualize it, you get there, and then like you're so in tune with your your body that you, you go and do it. And and Pakistan don't do that. What they do essentially is just embrace chaos <laughs> and hope that eventually like individual performances will get them out of it and, and everyone will be smashing the ball, people will be bowling people left, right and centre. Like how often have you seen Pakistan go from the worst fielding team in cricket to mm. the best? Like really? they'll, they'll just completely transform themselves. And then on the flip side of that, teams playing Pakistan go from a great fielding team to like can't catch shit. And that that is that that is essentially the concept of Hull. Um, so this, this the, the guy who wrote this article in Wisdom, which I recommend you go and read, it's very long, it must be 10,000 words. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about this, and he used lots of sort of short burst examples, where it's like Pakistan in this situation, uh, and then a, then a bowler took seven wickets for one run, which, which <laughs> actually happened. <laughs> um, but it, what I think we got in, in this England game um, was, was Hull come at us on a, on a game scale. Okay. Like we we got ultimate hull. We got 
the uh, the Pakistan team go from nowhere nowhere mm-hmm. to absolutely um, phenomenal. So we, I guess, we got the Hall experience. We, <laughs> we did get the Hall experience, mm-hmm. um, and I guess so. I guess the question that leads on to, and and this like this this diverges from the point slightly, but it's an interesting interesting question: is why don't they train? Like knowing that they can play like they did today, why don't they focus their whole national setup? Around putting people in the position to do what they did. There's something like kind of blissfully romantic about it all, actually, kind of hearing you kind of go through that. And yeah. I can see like the, the, that romanticism that is associated with sport actually could just transcend to something like this with Pakistan. Well, I think that's certainly what this article is going for. But like, you do think like if you're if you're capable, like if you have a Wahab Riaz who can do that and can move the ball over the place, or Mohammed Amir, I mean, like. He's bowled like shit for two years and then turned up. His first ball to Bearstow basically cut him in half. <laughs> Rips him. Like, yeah, yeah, new haircut, new ball. <laughs> yeah. um, he had chicken pox for two weeks and he's come back and it's like, um, yeah, like that. Refreshed. Um, but like, like kind of, like you say, is the psyche of the Pakistani cricketing nation. They don't, they, they, they seem to romanticise this. Mm-hmm. And, and what you end up with is, is a team and like, the, like we're kind of where I'm going with this is they've selected a team of just match winners um, and it doesn't really matter that Wahab Riyaz hasn't played in the last two years because they're going to go out and they're going to play with no fixed game plan which is going to confuse the fuck out of teams like England <laughs> that really really want a fixed game plan and and they're going to yeah they go into that and they ask each other I mean they're essentially they're asking each other why the fuck would we train we're already amazing that, like that, um, that was the thing they've got you? ultimate self-belief yeah no, that's what I was going to say around um, the Pakistan England series where, they, where we hammered them, they were trying to bring through the youth. They were trying to be like, right, everyone else is doing this thing. Yeah. And then Inzamam or Huck, who's been brought up <laughs> with Hull, he's just gone, you know what, fuck all of that. We're going to do it this way. And that, I, mean, I think that's what it is. And so um, I've got a quote here from a, a guy called Saad Shafkat, who's a cricket writer for ESPN. Um, and what he's saying, what his, his, his theory is, is that um, Pakistan... So there's two ways to look at this. Did Pakistan lose 11 games and then say, hey, we're not this fucking bad, we're going to go out there and get England? Like, we're going to prove a point here. Or did they approach that game from the point of view of, we're better than England? <laughs> like, we've just not been trying? And like what he's saying is that that's just how Pakistan play cricket. They think they're the best the whole time. That it's like, it didn't even enter their minds that they may have been worse than England before they came into this game, despite all of the evidence pointing to the contrary. And what he says is, like, talking about Pakistan, he says, I see it more as self-belief and hubris, not so much denial. You could say denial if the outcome ended in failure, but here the outcome is success. Most times that self-belief is latent, but it gets triggered by by some unexpected circumstance. And once triggered, it feeds on itself and explodes. I guess another way of seeing it is that self-belief has an activation threshold. And once that threshold is met, there's no stopping it. And it goes all the way. The biological parallel would be a nerve action, a nerve action potential or a sexual orgasm. What he's saying is that England was sexual orgasm <laughs> by, um, <laughs> by Pakistan here. Do you, I'm like, uh, like, have I lost everyone or is this, so, this um, actually ringing very true to yeah. the experience of Pakistani cricket here? Yeah, and I think you see it in... So it's not just Pakistan, you see. You see it in other big match players. The mm-hmm. aura they have around Yeah, them. no, it's true. Yeah. Like Josh Butler, sexual orgasm. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Chris Gale, once he orgasm. gets to Once he reaches that point, I think it's a really good point, but it's, it, what is really fascinating about Pakistan is that they can go... From like nothing, and then like with just the smallest amount of self belief, mm-hmm. go up like one level, and then like once Hafiz has that knock against England, and he's dropped by Roy, mm-hmm. just be like, nah, this game's over. <laughs> no, I mean, like it was, it didn't quite pan out like that. England got quite close, but I'm buying into it, and you've seen it happen before. Like the reputation they have as wonderfully consistent, inconsistent kind of thing. So I guess, I mean, I guess, so following up to that, if you, if you can't train it, what 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 triggers it? What triggers a sexual orgasm? <laughs> if only we knew. <laughs> only we knew. <laughs> well, um, all this talk of sexual orgasms does explain one thing about cricket. It's that why, traditionally, you wear white trousers. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can have to <laughs> Someone's going to report you. Well, and you're going to be on the list. I'm serious, because 
Rami's Raja has got a theory on this. And, okay. and, and essentially what he says... He's is, a man of many theories. Yeah, it's, he says it's a survival instinct. So do you want to hear? This is a, this is a long quote. I've got a lot of time for Rami's Raja. So, so throw in like your thoughts as so mm-hmm. I go through this. Um, but what he says, because when it was put to him that this is how Pakistan play, they go from like nothing to having total self-belief. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you were jumping five foot and suddenly you know you have to jump ten foot to save yourself from a kill, you do that. I mean, like, yeah, just double your athletic prowess. <laughs> it's the kind of mechanism that in a desperate situation brings out the best in our makeup. An individual brilliance comes through and we look not only to survive, but to kill our opponents. The aggressive mechanism within a defensive frame that comes out and becomes Harvey, which is, uh, I guess, Urdu for heavy or overbearing, is, is what I've got as a translation, on the opponent. And I think that's, that's what happened to England. They realised that this bouncer plan was not going to work. Yeah, they and they panicked. didn't have a backup yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. They panicked like fuck. And they were lucky that Moeen Ali bowled really well. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. It could have gone very south. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ramiz Raja carries on. He says, in our time, so what's this, the 90s, the 80s? In our, in our time, we used to wait for the ball to get old and then a chant would go up around the team, uh, a feeling on the field that is happening now, a trigger point. We then had the quality to knock them over. Now it's a different team altogether and a different opposition and different rules. I don't know how closely he's following the game, but like essentially the rules are the same. Well, I guess it's talking about the new rules, but kind of thing. But the but the principal mechanism is the same. We're in a desperate situation. It brings out the best in us. Fielding becomes better, and you know you cannot make any more mistakes. That kind of desperate mindset, and that is that is that is what I'm getting to here is that that is Pakistan in a nutshell. Back like, into a corner. Like the, they have a possibility to transcend the ability of like their individual players and play in a way that defies all logic. Like we've mentioned a couple of individual players I think can do it. So Butler for example. Well it was just impressive that you saw like the attitude in the field. Mm. So when they when they got run they were looked there was no fighters in that team. They talked about killing there, there was no one there. It was it was a meek performance. But their kind of energy in the field and their and Safras behind the stumps led it. Yeah, Sarfras was terrible against the West Indies. <laughs> and then, like, a completely transformed player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hafiz played really well. Fakar played well again. Mm-hmm. Baba scored runs. Yeah. Like, Imam opened the batting scored runs quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ali came in and scored, what, 20 off about 15 balls. Mm-hmm. Then the two guys near the end, like, one, I think with an over left, uh, I think they scored 15 mm-hmm. off the last over. So the 9 and 10 for Pakistan scored at 200 and 250. Mm-hmm. Joffre Archer didn't take a wicket. They <laughs> should never be in the English squad. Where's, where's David Willey? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, oh, Pakistan, I Pakistan went full hull mm-hmm. and um, and they created what what they call a tamasha or tamasha, uh, which is a spectacle. I think it was yeah, kind of a spectacle. Uh, after the game, and to sort of back up some of these points about like how it's chaos at breezes, it's not. It's not planning. It's not what England do. It's not what Australia do. They've not brought over two guys from the Mumbai first class team to bowl in the nets to them they yeah. just knew they were going to fucking smash around um, Rashid they just knew they would um, what have Riaz after the game uh, what, what he said was uh, after the last match everyone was very upset we were not talking to each other that well because we were ashamed of our performance against West Indies yesterday we had a meeting and said we are champions we can do it that's all essentially like Hafiz one eleven, yeah, yeah, yeah. With winners. we're champions Hafiz uh, was a man of the match backed it up saying the players had total self-belief they knew they were capable uh, that they had a meeting and the outcome of the meeting was they just decided they were going to express themselves fantastic like, like lose 11 games have a meeting don't discuss any of the reasons you've lost just be like yeah we're fucking good <laughs> <laughs> come out yeah, and do that and you have to respect it yeah you do <laughs> like, because um, you imagine the English dressing room <laughs> doing that after 11 defeats in a row guys we're brilliant are we <laughs> no. we just lost 11 no. oh, crap. I, do, I, do, I completely see like, in some of the cricket I'm not saying the teams I've played the same as Pakistan but a lot of the times we've gone from like, an absolutely abject performance on a Saturday or like, not winning in three games and then be like everyone's like get to the nets do this do that and actually taking a bit of time away and just be like so, I can play cricket I can do this I- I'm completely buying into this that's what they did um, it's just that the, their whole cricketing nation their whole selection plan their the captaincy everything is based around like this organised chaos yeah, they're, not, they're, not worried, <laughs> they're not worried about tomorrow's exam it'll be fine <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> 
Go and have a couple of beers, or yeah. like, or maybe not if you're Pakistan. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they, they basically did that. They had a, uh, they had an array of great individual performances. Mm-hmm. Came together, beat England, the overwhelming tournament favourites. Yeah. Um, but like, having said all of that, um, how good Pakistan were and how they are capable of doing well, like the incredible. There are kind of two sides to the story because we could be here saying like how brave a performance it was and like how if they hadn't run up against the best team in the world, they they would have won. Mm. But we aren't. We're here saying that they did win, and I think England are slightly culpable um, when it comes to that and for almost the opposite reasons to Pakistan. Um, so if you look at how England have got so good at cricket, and I'm not here advocating that England change all of this, but they've got their Pretty much because they plan everything to the like final degree. They have these bowlers for these overs, and they have those bowlers for those overs. And this guy bats then, but he doesn't bat in that situation. It's like um, the, um, David, David kind of Brailsford at Sky, and it? it's kind of all the marginal gains they possibly can get out of the team. They do it. Yeah, and like I think what Pakistan by Pakistan kind of playing quite well, and the history of Pakistan doing kind of crazy shit. <laughs> It rattled England. It really did rattle them. They didn't really know what to do. I mean, after the game, Morgan himself reflected and said they had a really bad day in the field, which is stately obvious. He he reckoned it cost them 15 to 20 runs. I reckon Roy's drop alone cost them 15 to 20 runs. Well, like, well, um, well, he dropped to fees, and the fees were on about 20. Yeah, yeah. 76 or something. Yeah. Even so. if you take that out and say Pakistan batted well without the fees, then... They're probably not getting above 330, are they? Well, what, was your, um, uh, what was your personal highlight of England's terrible fielding? Did you see, uh, J- <laughs> see uh, James Vince come onto the field? I thought his... James Vince's uh, World Cup cameo was quite good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comes on as a sub, nice ball um, trickling to him, straight through his legs. James, what I want to do, what I want you to do, mate, is if you could just go out there and prove that we were right not to pick you. That'd be great. <laughs> Um, but it, well, it was in other areas as well. I mean, we've already said the bouncer plan failed. Archer's figures, 10 overs, no maidens, 79 for none. Not great. Yikes. Uh, Rashid, five overs for 43. No wickets. No Plunkett. Plunkett didn't bowl. They, well, didn't play. They dropped Plunkett. Wood, to be fair, did bowl quite well, and yeah. Mo and Ali bowled quite well. But, um, not, not fulfilling the original plan. Wood was supposed to be in as like the second bouncer guy, and he came in and had to bowl like control line and length. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it does beg the question, like, where, so the England selection, is Tom Curran ever actually going to get a run out in, the, in this kind of thing? Is it? I think Plunkett, He's going to be, he's going to be straight back he's, in. He's injury cover, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's sort of, sort of, what I'm saying is that when, when like the England certainties, I mean, like for Morgan, one of the things he said was that like England fielding well is uh, a constant. But it clearly isn't. And, and when those things go wrong, England panicked. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that Pakistan kind of reverse panicked. If you understand what I mean. Like yeah. when it was all going wrong for Pakistan, after their 11 game defeat and like really needing to win this game the serene calmness yeah the tamasha um, <laughs> and so I've got like a, a, some evidence of that um, Jason Roy's catch yep Jason Roy's run out yep the overthrows from Jason Roy <laughs> Jason Roy reviewing the plumbers oh god the, it, was yeah. it was quite funny the fact that he went to Bearstow and said do you think it was out Bearstow should be like get off the field yeah, no, but he just did, he didn't have the cojones to say that. <laughs> yeah, Adil Rashid's bowling was short and flat. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think like I think Morgan himself was a little bit rattled. Let's say yeah. some of the decisions that were made, some of the fielding positions that were there were not good enough. Oh, there was there was a whole spell where they had mid off uh, mid off and mid on up, and uh, we were bowling full, and just belting the ball back over the <laughs> yeah, over the much. head of the infielder, and it was like, why. This is clearly not happening. <laughs> it was what, it was put the fielder back and cut off that boundary. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it was bad. But there, there was um, one saving grace in all of that, and that was Chris Wokes. No, Wokes Wokes played well. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 didn't think, I don't think his bowling deserved the three or four wickets that he got, but his fielding was immense. Like it those was, catches yeah. he took were it was a catch. Catch. Yeah, and he uh, hit that six. Yeah, um, so. To round this all off, I mean, we've heard enough about why Pakistan did what they did, and I, I think it's really interesting the the kind of way Pakistan approached cricket mm-hmm. compared to the way England and Australia say approach cricket, and um, how it leads to these wild matches. Uh, it was a great game. It was, yeah. Um, where, where do you reckon that leaves Pakistan for the rest of the tournament? Uh, I think teams are going to be scared to play against them. 
I think, but at the same time, they could fuck up against Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, oh no, we've done it here. <laughs> I think it leaves them exactly where we expect them to be. Yeah. But they're, they've, Unpredictable. They're, they're, any, so you any, reckon this was their miracle performance of the tournament? I, I don't know. I think any team that beats England is going to be sitting there going, why can't we make the top four? Why can't we actually do it? I'm not, I'd agree. I think that puts them in contention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're only I was two games stunned in. by how good they were. Yeah, we're only, we are only two games in, but that is a real confidence booster for them. I mean, the, the first question I asked was who was surprised, and I, I was absolutely stunned mm-hmm. that Pakistan played the way they did. Even with all the history of Pakistan that we've just been through, <laughs> that they managed to beat the best team in the world mm-hmm. like that. Um, It'd be interesting to see how England bounced back from this. Well, this is what the next question I was going to ask was where does that leave England? Um, one Whole, one. Wholesale change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some yeah, currency opening. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you out, Vince? It would be funny if Jason Roy's put the naughty step. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, like, you have to, I mean, you have to bear in mind, England did score 330 runs or 335 runs. Yeah. Not good enough. Um, Not good enough. It wasn't good enough on the occasion, but it was still a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. Do they, do they say, like against West Indies when they lost, uh, well, there's a couple of games against West Indies, mm-hmm. then they went back and they played Pakistan in the warm-ups and they just were the same England. Yeah. Do they go back to that or do they need to have a look a little bit at how the way they're approaching the game? Uh, we've got Max. Well, I just, I just think they put their eggs too much in one basket with the whole bouncing, bouncer theory. Like, yeah. they saw the West Indies do it and they thought, oh, we'll just do that. It's like, just play your game. You're, yeah, you're number one in the world for a reason. Don't mm. try and copy what the West Indies are doing yeah. against the team that you've beaten four times in a row a month ago. I think it's a really good point. Fair enough. Uh, and Rob, have you got any ideas on, on England's next couple of games, say? Bat aggressively. <laughs> Keep going. Bowl aggressively. <laughs> Bring Win. Back. Bring back Plunkett? No, Plunkett shit. <laughs> so there we have. Um, yeah, you're, you're almost like the game plan sky graphic that comes up you know? <laughs> exactly. so take loads of wickets hit loads of runs yeah. thanks very much um, every game plan attack anyway England's next game is on Saturday Bangladesh Bangladesh and Cardiff will be, uh, will be an interesting one Cardiff in the race of fourth place Bangladesh Bangladesh will be an interesting pitch Bangladesh playing New Zealand tomorrow I'm at that game at the Oval mm-hmm. if Bangladesh pick up a win there I don't think they will. They will but. fancy themselves like well, like if they play their, like they did against um, South Africa, that's a fifty-fifty with New Zealand. Like um, I think that yeah, I'm hopeful for a great game tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm hopeful England will, will bounce back. Okay, <laughs> so that was a fantastic segment, mate. Fantastic. Uh, what have we got left in the show? Well, Ross, you're going to run us through some little bits, um, and then we'll have some previews. But should we uh, play one of Rob's famous jingles? Absolutely. Grind out some really impressive wins. But then I got high. No, you weren't. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Ross, hit us with your odds and swords. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, so the thing I've actually uh, looked at was um, Sri Lanka. So Sri Lanka, uh, obviously today, beat Afghanistan, but they were, were struggling. Midway through, when there was a rain break, um, Tinakratni Dilshan came out. It's a senior, uh, amazing ODI player, decent test player, um, legend of the Sri Lankan cricket world, um, came out and absolutely obliterated the Sri Lankan middle order. <laughs> he goes, our middle order batted like small kids. They are a disgrace. They were quite bad. Um, I thought it was quite quite amusing, um, but not more amusing than uh, a Sri Lankan man who launched a protest um, today <laughs> um, by climbing up a tree and refusing to get down. Uh, not, I'm not joking; this genuinely happened in a bid to get um, Tasira Pereira, who's their, one of their all-rounders, um, to open the batting. For was he the guy who did the golf shot? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, was, was he? No, no, oh, it was uh, Isuru Udana. Oh yeah, no, so th- this guy was. Uh, oh no, he was batting at seven. Um, and was run out for two. So, uh, also, <laughs> oh, what yeah, you need. So that's the Shazad. Um, haven't Sri Lanka's middle order got like scores of 0, 0, 2, 0, 4, 2, 0 or yeah, they, in there? Like, they haven't um, been covering themselves yeah. in glory. It, it, it was, yeah, it was an average of 1.98 for their that was entire it, yeah. middle order yeah, yeah. over the last two games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today, they, there was a world record that was set. Um, Afghanistan's, um, third wicket, um, 
got to the dizzying heights of eight runs as the highest partnership <laughs> they've ever recorded in a World Cup. Yeah. So that's positive. Uh, do you, mean, you mean the highest third wicket yeah. partnership, not what, the What did I say? Highest wicket partnership. Oh, I, think so. I, thought, I thought I said third. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, not then, very good though, is it? No, it's not very good. And then one hit. Well, I mean, if you're comparing it with Sri Lanka's middle order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good point, actually. Good point. I'll take that back. And the final bit of odds and sods um, is that people who are not from England or Ireland are really struggling to say Owen Morgan's name. If you've noticed that a lot of people call him Ian Morgan. Does look like Ian. Does look like Ian, yeah. but it's not, is it? So they need it's to get that right. It's disrespectful. Maybe they should take the... Um... The, the... Just, just the term disrespectful coming out there based on all of our pronunciations of every other <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this episode <laughs> anyway that's been my odds and sods uh, how about a, a couple of previews of the games coming up uh, I would love that Ross uh, what, what are the big games coming up this week India play the first game obviously tomorrow against South Africa but we've already touched on that that's down at the Ajayas Ball Ajayas Ball it's like the old Rose Bowl. Yes. Yeah. So what is this the pronunciation? The Ajas. Ajas. I think it's Agias. Agias. Maybe we should ask EOI and Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then South Africa obviously could be out by the time Monday rolls around. That so, would be quite bad. So uh, West Indies. By their standards. Um, the Aussies play the West Indies again at Trent Bridge. So this thing, which game are you previewing here, Ross? Because we were jumping from it's team my, to team. It's my top three. It's my top yeah, three. top three. Sorry. Yeah, so India, South Africa, yeah. Australia versus the West Indies at Trent Bridge, where the Windies are going to beat Australia. I have, no, I have no doubt in what, my head. What, what has given you uh, the confidence to say something like that? I, th- I think the Aussies are going to be petrified with the West Indies. And so I they have Mitchell Stark. They've got, like, they can fight five or five. Yeah, but He's bowled the fourth. The, the, the West Indies don't care about Mitchell Stark. That's they the, will when he cartwheels Gale, because Gale's old and he can't see the ball properly anymore. Oh no, they've got Andre Russell to come in and smash He'll it cartwheel him as well. He'll bounce his block off. Max, what do you think? <laughs> ah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an absolute bloodbath. Okay, well I reckon, I reckon... <laughs> That's a completely non-committal sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna get away with that. <laughs> it's gonna be a cricket match, alright? <laughs> uh, so I, th- I think the Windies are gonna smash them. Uh, I think Australia are gonna win, Max. Uh, sit on the fence, Corbin. Right. Um, let's go, Windies. I'm going, Windies. Windies, Rob. Yeah. I think cricket's going to win. Actually, you're a disgrace. And then, last but not least, you've got England versus Bangladesh, as we've already touched upon. That's Saturday. Um, Saturday. Is that Saturday. It's on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Um, playing down in Cardiff at Sophia Gardens. Uh, the pitch today will make. If it's anything like the pitch today, it was juicy. Um, England should destroy him. Okay, well, but. Yeah, there was not conducive to spin at all. Nabby somehow picked up, picked up some wickets, but I think uh, as Max rightly touched upon earlier in the show, spin could be important. You never know. So right in that game, who's going to win that game? England. England will bounce back. Uh, Max. Yeah, we've got to go England, haven't we? Bangladesh. England. I just have a feeling that England are going to crumble. Okay. I can't. I think they've been Pakistan. And oh no! You think that's uh, going to stay with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that 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 will be the, the defining moment of the tournament. Will be Jason Roy dropping that catch mm-hmm. against the fees. He's just dropped the World Cup, has he? He's dropped. He's dropped England's confidence all over the floor. <laughs> Got it! Right, um, but that finishes all I've got to say. Looking forward to watching all these games. And you have a great time at the Oval tomorrow. I will. I'm sure I will. See if we can see you on the telly. Thank you very much for listening. Will you be wearing anything? I, I actually know what. You know what? Like, uh, I'll, we'll finish with this. I have bought myself a Go Tigers Go t-shirt <laughs> with a with a not a life-size tiger, but a tiger's head nice. in the middle, and Bangladesh in the green and red of Bangladesh at the bottom. Fantastic. Well, it cost want... me it cost me six pound fifty. They've not even tried to make it look fancy. They've just steam printed a bit of plastic onto the front of the white t shirt. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we'll send a picture onto uh, Twitter and Instagram so our lovely fans can see it. Um, if you can leave a review on the podcast app on the phone and follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Spotify, that'd be amazing. At the Cricket Pod. Goodbye. 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 Ciao. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is.
is very good.